Arbit featured technicianist Michael Pointer. This episode was originally recorded on May 11, our regular technicianism salon virtual meeting, hosted by Davanti and Colin Gobert. I'm Giovanna. I'm the host of Artbit. We interview artists and talk about art. Open for collaborations, partnership, and sponsorship. Email me at doublewoman at gmail dot com. D U B W M A M at gmail dot com. Who I know has been waiting patiently for his turn now. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How are y'all? All right. You want to introduce yourself a little bit? Well, I know, pres- I know you presented before, but yes, I and that was kind of a brief thing. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm Michael Pointer. I'm a fourth generation artist. I I grew up with a painter father that.、Uh, That kept me well informed about everything that happened with Rauschenberg and、uh, Motherwell and all the other fun things. But the main ingredient of our discussions was always、um, how does photography relate to painting, and what makes a, a painting a good painting, and why wouldn't it be a good photograph? And、uh, and vice versa, of course. And in my entire life has been an ex- an exploration of that、um, to incorporate painterly elements into my photography and to create、um, hyper real moments within a painting.、Um, And I haven't painted in a long time, although I I paint on my analog stuff.、Um, I'll I'll the、uh, I'll share my screen here. Uh oh, what's it doing? There we go. So、um, this is called engineering the egg.、Um, a friend of mine. Uh, passed away unexpectedly, and the world was full of pandemic, and I wanted more color in my work, and I had been previously exploring the intersection between nature and the urban environment, trees running up against power lines and whatnot, and and、uh, what using expressionism has done is it's allowed me to. To crunch nature into digital and have it run up against all the、uh, the painterliness of my own intentions. It's winter twilight. I don't remember what I called that. And. As I create these,、um, I I、uh, I form、uh, a poem in my in my mind and then write it when I'm done.、Um, so each of these also has a has an accompanying poem. I 
I have a degree in poetry, so I, I try to use it when I can. Um, I don't, I'm not a mathematician, you know, my, my math kind of ended after business calculus and, uh, and I don't code, I, I don't know anything about coding, but I love the instruments that can be found within, that everybody else has made with all their coding and experimentation. Um, I tried Playform when they first started I was invited to use it, and I was, I thought it was a great idea generator, but I wasn't thrilled with the, uh, the structure of the images that, that resulted from, uh, from my, my input and output. Uh, so I've, I've, I, I sort of backed off from that, and they, they actually wrote me and asked me why, and I said, I. I'm just not comfortable with it yet. I, I guess I need more control over what I'm creating and what I'm doing. Um, you know, it's uh, sort of a mashing technology that already exists and that I can understand with uh, with elements that make it understandably digital um, but without being too slick so that that my hand as an artist shows within the piece which I think is is really important um, in order on a level of communication with with the viewer I, you know the the viewer of any art no matter how it's created wants to connect with the artist in some way, and, and I, I think that uh, you know, some digital images get get so slick that they're just kind of, they have a, a great wow factor, but there's no connection to the artist or to humanity and uh, the humanity of the work. And I, I really feel strongly about that. Although I am gonna go back to, to Playform uh, eventually and, and give it another run. Um, I, I, I'm by nature, uh, I'm a failed painter. I don't have the patience for it. I can paint. I could paint any one of these, um, but it would take me years, <laughs> you know? It's a, it's a huge long process. And I get enough travel just with what I do and people understanding that it's digital. I think, you know, I, I'm more connected in the fine art photography world and the curators there um, have begun to accept digital use and, and painting and algorithms as just another tool. So I think we're gaining some ground there. Um, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm exploring the interface between uh, technology and nature, me and nature, and big color. I just needed big color with the pandemic. I want, uh, you know, I want to, I want to shout. I want to bring positive things into being. I want, uh, I want the world to, to be uplifted by what I, 
that I do. A lot of times, my uh, my work is kind of dark, and and uh, I I admit that, and and I work a lot in large scale analog gelatin silver prints, um, as you see behind me. And I, I, you know, it's uh, springtime and tulips and iris, and those are all great uh, moments of inspiration for me. And I think other people too. I, I really felt a great need to connect with the larger world with my artwork and, and engage people in a positive way because times are so damn hard. But all of these are, are in a way, uh, maquettes because they will all be converted to um, uh, black and white four by five negatives and projected onto metallic gelatin silver paper. And then I will paint over that um, so that um, this is my latest one. I, I really like this one. It's got a lot of swirls. It, it comes together really cool. I, I don't know. It took me forever, but, uh, but you know, that the path of discovery is, is marvelous. I, I love that. It, it's as satisfying as selling. Anyway, this is a gelatin silver uh, print that I painted on. And, and to give you an idea of kind of what I'll be doing, with uh, the previous images that you've seen. Um, it's called Roy Rogers Wasn't Real. Uh, it, it was another statement that curators hated, um, but I liked anyway. Um, but just to give you an idea of where I'm going with, uh, with that whole, uh, the whole process of big color and big things. Anyway. Um, that's that's all I've got. Unless anybody has uh, has anything they want to ask. Silence. I love silence. <laughs> I have a question. I think Roz actually uh, put it in the in the chat. Question: What's your editing? Are you using Photoshop or uh, something else, sir? I use Photoshop. I use PixArt. I use Snapseed. Um, it all comes, to, the end product all come out of Photoshop. So okay. Thank you. Yeah. Just a, a footnote, Roy Rogers' real name was Leonard Sly. See, he wasn't real. <laughs> and I know he had an interesting interaction with Linda Lovelace as well. So. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I have a question. I'm oh, sorry, Ross. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I have a question because I love the text and image end of it. Um, and I'm curious because you said, I think you said that you write your poem last after you do the artwork, whereas I have to have the first line of the poem or sudden fiction before the artwork comes. So I'm curious positioning how and where you write in your work and in, in what inspires you to write at what stage? 
Well, I, I go in with the idea that, that there will be a, a, a poem begat somewhere along um, and sometimes I actually have a beginning, uh, you know, I'll have a phrase in my mind that I, that I want to use. Uh, I, in, it used to be, I don't know, five years ago, I, uh, I would write the poem and then I would create the artwork to go with the poem. Um, but that slowed me down and I found that as I worked through the the various pathways of the image of creating um, the different shapes and forms and textures that that I also began to see those as as phrases in word forms and and then uh, I, I sit down immediately when it's when it's done and I and I write out all those ideas and then they coalesce into a poem. I, I have a, a, a dear friend who's a, a well-known poet who uh, who kind of keeps me on the right track. And um, and uh, he says my poetry's okay, so I believe him. You know, <laughs> I paid a lot of money for that degree, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a it's a great and wonderful thing for me. It all, it all comes together. It is, and I, it's, it's curious because I have to have the phrase or an impression or something that as I'm creating the artwork, the writing is coming at the same time. So it's interesting that it's the same. Yeah. Thank sure. you. <laughs> well, um, there yeah. is a question from um, Renata or Renata. I believe is how it's pronounced, who wants to know, um, is there a difference between your prints and digital work? Yeah. Um, the, the, I make a, a black and white four by five digital negative. And I lay my enlarger down in my dark room. And, uh, and I, project that onto the wall and I selectively develop and stop different areas on it. And, uh, and then I, I wash it really well and dry it. And I don't know if you can see behind me, that's kind of the size they come out about seven feet by eight feet. Um, and then I, I paint on them. I think the difference is that, um, they're sloppier, um, you know. I'm not as I'm not as concerned with the with neatness. I'm more concerned with the uh, expressive nature of my my painting uh, intervention on the surface of the print. Thank that, you, uh, thank you, Michael. I want to say I find your work. Thank you. Uh, maybe kind of generally, but I'm, I'm interested to hear more about sort of how you perceive like the hand of the artist and what that means exactly. And, and because I, I always find that to be a really interesting line that gets drawn in work is, is where the hand exists because for, you know, a potter or some potters, it's like a fingerprint print and clay, um, for digital artists, it takes and manifests a variety of different forms along that same scale. 
And so I'm curious sort of how you came up with the rubric for what that looks like for in your work. Well, I, I, think, it, I think there are little imperfections that I allow to remain in my work. Um, you know, a brushstroke that wasn't quite perfect, but that conveys essentially what I want. Um, I don't clean up a lot of stuff. I clean up some things, but but I, I like the little slips that I make in the creation, you know, using, using an Apple Pencil on my iPad. Um, I leave those in. Uh, because I, you know, I think they have great value. Uh, I, I, I want to communicate to the viewer as the artist. And if it's too clean, then I, have, I personally feel that I have, I have placed a barrier between the viewer and myself. Um, you know, I, I, want, I want them to understand that this is not some wild, unattainable thing that, that they could never do on their own, even though it may well be. Um, I, I want them to engage more physically uh, when, they, when they view their work, when they view my work, and, and not physically, viscerally. I want them, I want them to, to have a sense of me when they're looking at my work. I love that, Michael. I really do. I love the humanism that you're bringing out here. Um, I mean, I think we sometimes forget that the word digital, I mean, it's a t it's touch, it's your finger, you know, and no fingers are alike and, and no hearts are alike. And so it's, um, I love that individual aspect of it and emotion. That's, that, that's really nice. Appreciate it. Yeah, Michael, that's, um, you brought up a point that I have been working with recently and that's you know allowing that kind of those if you're using like in photoshop or a line tool that can make perfectly pristine straight lines but you're drawing a triangle and it doesn't quite match up in the corners that it, you know if you leave all those little subtle clues those are telltale digital telltale signs that it was done by a human and not a machine and i think that is a something that as a digital artist that we all kind of, well, at least I, I enjoy uh, the ease and the quickness that we can get stuff done. But at the same time, uh, the, you know, there are tools that we have that it's the those little imperfections and not making everything look like a clean illustration that, that make it real relatable to humans and other as we were sharing, our, you know, our vision of the world with in, in color, and I think your mix of the, the photographic, which is you know high high resolution, high detail information with curves and lines and rectangles and bright bold colors to bring joy into the world uh, in a serious way, but still joyful way, is just outstanding. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I recently had a gallery that, that expressed an interest in my work, and, and uh, they thought it was all painting, regular old painting. I, I had to explain that it was a little different from that, but I'd be happy to paint on them if they wanted. <laughs> Anybody else? 
anybody at all. What was their reaction when you told them it was digital? It was positive, actually. I was kind of surprised. Um, they, uh, they felt like that was something that they needed to begin to explore in their own collection. And this is, this is part of a, a corporate collection. It's a gallery associated with it. They owned one of my early digital pieces, so uh, they, uh, they're, they're interested in more. But, and they were fine with it being all digital. Um, Michael, uh, the poetry aspect. I think some of you know that I go to a poetry Zoom after this with my library here in Shelter Island, and I just love it. Um, but um, do you, your poems are interesting. I see some of them on Instagram. Um, do you, uh, if you're showing your work, do you share the poetry with the pieces? It depends on uh, the whoever controls the space. If they're willing to, to put the work, put my poetry up, then yeah, I do. Um, I did one exhibit where I just made a kind of a little chat book of the poems that went along with the paintings. So yeah, because I think painting relates so much to poetry, you know. I mean, sometimes it gets into novels, but it's more about poetry, I think. So yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, great. Thank you for listening. See you next time.